Welcome to Design and Style, a podcast dedicated to helping you attract new leads, own your influence, and develop your inner visibility warrior through our proven tools, techniques, and mindset strategies. I am Dixie Willard, interior designer and owner of Designing Dixie, a brand journalism media outlet. And with me, as always, is my beautiful effervescent co-host, Rachel Moriarty, a leading home style expert, best-selling author, speaker, brand ambassador, and product designer for Elegant Mosaics. This week on the podcast, we have Darla Powell. Darla brings a fun, genuine, down-to-earth approach to designing beautiful spaces. Since she launched her career in 2016, clients have fallen in love with her work, growing her business almost exclusively by word of mouth. In her past life, Darla spent almost 20 years as a detective sergeant in Miami, Florida. Her background has carried over many hidden perks, including a strong sense of integrity, accountability, and a ready-for-anythingness that is the key for home renovation projects. Darla Powell is our girl. She's our tribe. Hi, Hi, Darla. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank you guys for having me so much. I'm so excited and not nervous at all. Not at all. Not at all. Nothing to be just a little old us. Yeah, just you guys. We're family. (laughs) Well, we are family. I mean, yeah, after as much time as we spent together at market. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, Darla is... (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fun episode. I, I know. We're so excited. We are just, I, I honestly, I just want to start by acknowledging, I, I, how long have we known each other? Like a year? Has it been a year? You started your um, firm? I would about, say probably about a little over a year. Maybe your social media channels, maybe December of 2016-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By knowing I, each other, like on, yeah. the interwe- on the interwebs. Yeah. Well, that's like a lifetime. It is. Yeah. <laughs> on the I interwebs feel- for as much time as we spend on Facebook and Instagram. I know. I feel like I know you so well I could just reach through and get a cup of sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, honestly, I seriously want to acknowledge you because you made a huge splash in a very short time. I remember I, I literally remember like right when you first started coming on, you came on kinda like I just remember seeing you all of a sudden everywhere. You know, it was like tastefully inspired, and then you were on Luann's podcast, and then you were in this group, and you were on that group, and you were just so funny, and the way you engaged, I, like, I almost instantly was just magnetized to you. Oh, thank I just you. loved your personality, um, and then we'll get into your story a little bit more, but once I found out your story, I was like, whoa, this girl is rad, and to bring it full circle, um, when I met you in person, I was telling Dixie, I mean, I was so shocked at just how, uh, talk about effervescent. What, what did I tell you, Dixie? I was so, not like surprised, not, and I don't mean it in like in a bad way, but in it's, person. It's like are, knowing that somebody is going to be great to meet, and then you meet them, and it's even better. Better. Oh, wow. Thank you. That, yes. That's- that makes me very happy to hear because nerves. I'm going to meet all these people that I've known just in two dimension and three dimensions. And I was nervous, but you know, once I saw you guys, it really was like, I've known these ladies forever. And it was just like, like this, like yeah. just meeting a friend. Yeah. So it was super cool. So glad for you to say that. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. We love following. We love that. We've gotten to know you. We've followed your journey. Thank you. And, um, I definitely want to talk about you. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start because you have done so much in 
I, I'm just trying to like, I'm tracking back to all the things that you've done in the short time. You've done a show house. You've right. You know, that, that kind of, I was going to do a show house, but that okay. actually didn't, that actually turned out to be something a little bit different. So yes, okay. I was invited to do a show house, but That's you know, huge. You, it is, it is humongous, but how it turned out is that, you know, we've only been in business full time for a year and it ended up not being a show house in the, in the normal sense of the word, but more mm -hmm. of a, a museum renovation. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I know. So once we started signing up, you know, after we signed up, they started sending us things like we were going to do a room in all hail Navy, right? Some yes. glam, Ooh. 20s, 20s deco glam. I, mm -hmm. I published, um, some of the mood boards afterwards and they said no you can only use beige mm. <laughs> and was, yeah i know ouch <laughs> and then like oh no you can only do this you can only use these materials in your show house and i was like gosh you know we've only been in business full-time for a year and you drop a lot of money on show houses oh when they're done, when they're done right so it, it just didn't align with my mission at the time mm -hmm. so i graciously kind of said you know um this isn't really gonna be timing yeah the timing for <laughs> darla powell interiors and i learned my really first big lesson is how to say no <laughs> yeah and it was yeah. it was nerve-wracking because i'm like oh my gosh how do i say no to these people who invited me to do the show house yeah. but i had to it would it was not a good move so yeah that's, that's you know i'm working on a, a house right now that's um it's a 1910 and it's all mm -hmm. in that color with, right. with pink acts pink and gold accents it's right. i can't wait to show it. it's a historical home i right. cannot wait to show it um that's one of my favorite colors but that that's really good i mean that's amazing that you did that that must have been hard <laughs> it was very hard it was crazy hard because i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna be ruined i'll never get another show house but i just i could not justify it and it was actually for the county for the government i guess they had aligned with the the people that were running the show house and I, I just, and I had, I, I think there's some other designers too, that once they got the full skinny on it, decided, mm, yeah, no, we're not going to do it either. But, yeah. you know, which, which, which really sucks kind of for everybody involved, but yeah, so learn how to say no. <laughs> so, uh, lesson one, so you yeah. do that, you've done, you've done some beautiful projects. I Thank I, you. Your mm -hmm. taste is, uh, your style is impeccable. I Thank love you. everything you do. Um, your blog and, posts. Your oh my gosh. I love writing the blog. Your Instagram That's following. Yes. That, isn't that great? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was a lot of, that was a lot of diligence, a lot yeah. of time in the beginning. Like when you're like, oh, I saw you everywhere, right? Well, that's because I just started. So I really didn't have clients at the time. So since I've gotten work from Instagram and Facebook, <clears throat> pardon me, which we'll, we can talk about visibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't been on there as much but yeah. yeah I have like I'm, I'm pushing 13,000 almost to 13,000 in a in little over a year I'm gonna say a year and three months ish maybe yeah yeah that's yeah. incredible that's and then now, I think that was actually the first thing I knew about you is Rachel said, have you heard about this Darla Powell she's incredible look at her Instagram or you're gonna know yeah <laughs> yeah that's and I've actually gotten clients from it and people will ask me about your social media and I see a lot of people especially on you know the design blog group the group that we're in that you know mm -hmm. that I run on Facebook they're like oh no social media I don't want to do it because it doesn't get me clients but it's a long a long game thing, yes. right? And I've actually gotten clients directly from it, if not clients that have just had my um, credibility supported by it. You know, exactly. when you get there and they see the posts and the numbers, you know, everybody wants to go with what's successful. You know, we, we charge more money to get, you know, 
to make ourselves appear like we're more expert, we're more successful, more desirable. The same thing with your social media and the social media numbers. And that's actually worked out really well. We, we've gotten a lot of clients from it. That's amazing. I am so happy to hear you say that because sometimes I think people don't believe me when I tell them that it's my, it's my number one referral source and it's because the way I leverage it, right? Exactly. And uh, you can't just post one thing and say, oh, well, it didn't work. You know, (laughs) I mean, I really, I call it my first home. Like this, where I'm sitting right now is my second home. Facebook mm-hmm. is my first home, uh, you know, and you really do, you have, it's, it's so layered. I mean, it's just so layered, you know, that's it one, is. that's one of the layers, right? You know, right. your website, your portfolio. Your, you and know. it's really a long-term game. You can't just go like be in a pod for a week or two and get a few followers and say, okay, well, that's it. I gave it my best shot. It's really a yeah. long, long haul on that. You have to have a long. You had stuff. to bring up the pod, didn't you? You had to bring up the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I am a pod. I am a pod. Uh, what do you call it? Um, acolyte. Acolyte. What do they say? Acolyte. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know follower. what that word means. Follower. I think right. A follower. Yeah. You're in the oh group. My. No, I'm a pod. I'm a pod uh, failure. Oh, I've pod failure. All that. Yeah. I, I have tried so many pods, and it is. They are so hard for me. Yeah. And you, I even you even kicked me out of one of your pods. I didn't kick you out. Yeah, I yeah. left that pod. I, I left it. I kicked and myself out. He left her, and I was the only one left. <laughs> her and all her friends. Like, I left it with 14 of my friends, and you were the only one left. I, I didn't kick you I'm out. I'm like, let's go. I, I said, if anyone's interested in joining me, let's go. And yeah, no. So I've, all, I've totally changed my um, viewpoint on the pods, too. I don't know if you guys saw my video. I, I, I loved that, because that Thank was you. my sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said was the sense that I was getting every one of my um, followers on, on both is, is just, it's very um, organic and it yes. might not be huge, exactly. but it, the engagement, my yes. word, I can't can you, tell you. So I feel like all of my followers are really quality, but go ahead and, and you can. Can you give us a, re- a quick recap for those, yeah. for the people who aren't in the yeah. most fabulous blog um, group on Facebook and haven't seen that video? Okay, so I do have a Facebook group called the Design Blog Laboratory, and in it, I share blogging tips and also social media tips, and I did a video on, which was really kind of controversial, actually, on pods, and what pods are is, on Instagram mostly, was what I was referring to, but I I suppose they could be anywhere, but I was speaking to Instagram, is a, basically a, a group messaging where everybody gets together and they agree to share their posts and like and comment on each other's posts. So to kind of rig the system and rig the algorithm. And I was doing it in the beginning and it was very uh, good for vanity metrics in the beginning. You're like, look at all the new followers I have. Look at all these comments. I am awesome. But the truth is, is they're not very genuine. It's all kind of rigged and everybody's just doing it out of um, a duty. Obligation. Obligation. Thank you. So, now, especially as it pertains to your show and visibility, right? Mm-hmm. Authenticity is the key mm-hmm. word here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've changed my mindset over to the long game and actually content and quality of content and focusing on Instagram stories. And yeah, you might not get 20 followers in a night and you might not get, you know, 100 comments, but the comments that you get are going to be real engaged people right. and key to everything is the return on investment the ROI right so what are you getting out of pods from just a whole bunch of your peers commenting to boost up your your analytics ego boost really so you would just want to think yeah. of what your return on investment is for being like in a pod they, 
thanks for the dopamine hit. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Darla, feel good. <laughs> that's, no, that's so funny. That's no, that's, that's good. That's good. I'm glad that, you know, I think Joseph Heaker actually says all the time that social media is almost a representation of what happens in real life, right? Mm -hmm. so you wouldn't fake do that with people in real life, you know, exactly. just, it, so it's just, it, it just never felt a hundred percent great to me. I have light. I'm still in some pods because they turned into non pods. They just turned into groups of friends, <laughs> uh, <laughs> groups of friends, you know? So I'm like, okay, this, this I can dig. Um, but yeah, so that's, I'm so happy you, um, you explained that. Let's talk about your blogging skills. You have I feel like that's really how I really got to know you in the beginning. Mm -hmm. First of all, I love the name. Can you Thank share you. the name of your? Sure. The name of my blog is Wingnuts and Wallpaper. And where did that come from? Okay. I love so that name. Well, Wingnut, I mean, you guys know me a little bit, so it should be no surprise to you that the word Wingnut would be associated with this. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. All that. <laughs> right. So um, before I became, you know, an interior decorator, right, for 18 and a half years, I was in law enforcement. I was a sergeant with Miami-Dade Police Department. And I've always been kind of ADD and kind of, you know, out there. And I would go to calls. And once I was done with a call, you know, because you have to be serious, it's police work, I would be like, oh, look, a bird or a puppy, a kitten. <laughs> and one of my friends was like, oh, Gosh, she's such a wingnut. Oh, that's actually my nickname. If I'm in a place, no way. If that. I'm at Home Depot and someone asks some, the Home Depot guy, "Hey, do you have any wingnuts?" I go, "Huh? What?" <laughs> <laughs> I actually answer to it. So that's been my nickname for almost 20 years now. Wow. So I, I decided, you know, let me own it. Let me. That's part of my past. That was almost 20 years of my history, and that is mm -hmm. part of who I am. But then the wallpaper, of course, speaks to you know the yeah. design side. The so, new, yeah. yeah. So wingnuts and wallpaper. I want to talk about a little bit, because we, we talked a little bit offline about visibility. We talked about authenticity. And um, let's talk about how you pull your past into what you're doing now and how you're sharing that. And I think it's super important when we're working in other people's homes. Yes. Uh, to, you know, I always joke that we're in their nightstands basically right if we're <laughs> so if we're gonna have <laughs> if we're gonna have that relationship I feel like it's important to show all the layers of ours as of, you know of, of who we are who we were you know um how has that been for you making that transition you know what it's been it hasn't been that hard because really when you think about it, being a, in law enforcement is a high stress job and you have to multitask mm -hmm. all the time. And being an interior design, you guys both know, it's a crazy complicated business model. Mm -hmm. You have to wear so many hats and you're dealing, you're putting out fires all the time. You know, this guy didn't show up, contractor, this tile, you know. So that part of it has given me really good problem solving skills for, yeah. for my client you know, on behalf of them to say, nobody died. Nobody mm -hmm. got shot. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. just, a, it's just a, you know, it's a sofa. We're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's helped me there. Plus, most of my clients, when they find out that I'm retired law enforcement, they're like, okay, yeah, here's the keys to my house. You know, right, I'm, right, I'm right. Good with you. I know that I don't have to worry about, you know, the her watching the contractors or stuff coming in, coming out. And as far as my personality that goes, it's, it's, you know, I've seen so much in 20 years in law enforcement that I've gotten the, the shift of, I know what's important in life and don't really sweat the small stuff. 
and I don't really care. I mean, I want to be likable, of course, but I don't care so much. It's not like I have mm -hmm. to do something to make you like me. So mm -hmm. what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. So I think that translates to when I yeah. do meet clients to that, this is, this is Darla. So she's not putting on any airs. What you see is what she gets. She's down to earth mm -hmm. and, and real. And I, I think if I had tried to do this career 20 years ago, I might have fallen in some of the traps of trying to be something I'm not, you know, yeah. trying to be, you know, high flute and hoity-toity or something, which I'm totally not. And I, I, that's only helped, you know, everything for a reason in its time. So. When I was side, when I was a private in corporate banking and I was side hustling as a designer, because there was a time about, of about six months where I was doing both, I had a voice in my head that kept saying, don't, you're you're dumb like who is going to hire a banker like I, I literally <laughs> yes. had a voice yes. telling me in my head saying Rachel this is ridiculous who's going to say oh I have to decorate this room I'm going to call Rachel down at San Diego private bank <laughs> that was the voice like voice in my head until one day I literally just stopped and said who's like whose voice is this like who is this right. you know and I just discovered that it was fear it was fear, you know, and I, I, you know, had made the reason I was in banking in the first place was because it was a fear-based choice, you know, because I was the, I was, you know, doing design and the economy and all this stuff and stories right. I told myself and I went into something safe like banking, which, you know, we know how that is. So um, it was a, this whole imposter thing exactly. that happened to me, you know, and it's been a big transition for me to come back to me to come back right. to me so that's that, that, how how was that like would, did you ever have that like who's gonna hire a sheriff to you know what I mean ma'am I gotta <laughs> arrest you for that linoleum <laughs> um you know yeah I did because I was like you know would I hire an interior designer who was a cop and then I realized maybe not and maybe I'm a snob but it took me it took me about a year and a half to think okay you know what that's my story that's who I am I'm gonna own it and I happen to be a pretty good interior decorator and I happen to have also been a cop and if someone doesn't want to hire me because of that then they're not my tribe right yeah. so it, it did take me a while to get into that because um, even when I was on a well-designed business Luann's podcast when I told her that she was like what and I was like <laughs> you know doesn't every cop become an interior yeah. decorator it's just <laughs> so it's just so <laughs> unexpected so, right yeah, I did have some, the same thing. And, you know, every, I think we all do, especially women get yeah. the imposter syndromes. Like who's going to think that I could, you know, knock down their wall and do this, you know, I was just, you know, just a cop or so, yeah, that's taken me a hot minute to get over, but I think I've pretty much crossed that and come to and, terms <laughs> with the fact that I was a cop for 20 years. So, and yeah. how, how much easier is life when you come to terms with it? Like for me, it was oh, the yeah. whole Nobody wants to know that I am the biggest nerd on the face of the earth and that math and science is my gig. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're not, they don't, you don't hire a designer for that, but realizing it's okay to be weird. Yes. I'm, I'm yes. just me. It's, it's and, so and you're awesome. Easier. You're awesome. You. You're totally awesome. my tribe. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's just when you come to terms with it, it's so much easier because I was finding it even on my website, on my bio, I had, it was very vague, my bio, my history, you know, it just alluded to my previous career being um, difficult and stressful. And it's like, Ooh, how mysterious. 
no. So, you know, in this, in the spirit of being, you know, more authentic and just really owning it because people want to know your story, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. the interest for anything. And that's kind of well, also that's your differentiator really. Yeah. That's what makes you different. Yeah, you know? that's true. Cool. That's and I, I was even discussing with my um, videographer the other day, we're going to start doing videos on YouTube and we're talking about design crimes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. Something like, yeah. So like, like handcuffs. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not the fuzzy ones, it. though. Not the uh, no, no, no. Yeah, not no. Those. That's a different um, show. <laughs> a totally different show. But so that's where I've come. I've done a complete 180 as far as owning it. So actually, not only yes, I was in law enforcement for 18 and a half years, but also, you know what? Let me go on YouTube with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Take the show on the road. Yeah, I love exactly. that. And you've literally threaded it. So you were, and that's what happened to me when I finally threaded the fact that, oh, the husbands, those husbands that are so numbers driven, you know, I mean, when I tell them I was in private corporate, per, corporate banking, and if there was a penny missing, I had to find it. <laughs> and then when I say, you know, if you, you're worried about me spending all your money, you can check my spreadsheets at any time. I challenge you, in fact, you know, it just made everything so much easier. Right, right. Yeah. And you don't have to tiptoe. You don't have to dance around and are saying it's just, it is what it is. That's who you are. Yeah. Because yeah, obviously sure. I was a corporate private banker. Obviously. <laughs> you just ooze corporate banker. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, right? I would, that's what I was going to guess. Yeah. I mean, they would, there's just no question why I didn't stay in that profession, right? <laughs> None at all. Yeah. I, I, you must have been very comfortable there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got a question for you, Darla. You mentioned doing some videos for YouTube. What else do you have coming up? Yes. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've, well, here, let me go back a little bit. You know, when I first got into your visibility group on um, Facebook, right, you guys were doing the video a day and everything. And I was like, oh, hell no, I'm never going to do video. <laughs> These girls are never going to get me to do video because I can't even, I don't have, nobody has time to watch that. And damn if you guys weren't right. <laughs> so I've just started tiptoeing in the Design Blog Lab and putting out some video for social media, highest mm -hmm. engagement, right? Yeah. The, high, the highest views. Uh -huh. the highest, you know, people really like the videos and I'll be really? darned. Yeah. I'll, I know, right? I know it's shocking to you. I'm here to tell yeah. I'll be darned if I don't enjoy doing them. Exactly. I know. Right. It's crazy. It's, there's so much that we do we need to just get over ourselves, I think, sometimes, right? Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, I needed it's to get over same, myself. Yeah, it's the same thing with us doing panels at High Point. It's like I made this thing so big and scary yeah. in my head. And after we did the first one, we were there, we we're like, ooh, that was fun. Let's yeah. Do it again. You know, it's so, awesome. yeah, I know I get that. We, we work things up in our heads so yes. big. And, I, and you're worried, you know, you're worried about, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm not 25 anymore and I'm not, but, you know, that's, it is what it is. You have to own it. And I actually had a friend of mine who's in her 60s, 60s, I'm sorry, 50s, late 50s. She's like, I'm not going to do video because I'm 58. And I'm like, do you think you're the only 58-year-old woman out there in interior design? Just think of all the women you can inspire. Inspire, right? right? By being out there and being visible. You know, there's, there, there's millions, you know, of women out there your age. It's just because you get to be a certain age doesn't mean you can't live, you can't be productive, you can't be on video. So, oh gosh. yeah, I think, I, think I got off track there a little bit, but you were asking me what's next for us. So um, getting back to the social media, 
Natalie, my partner Natalie and I have decided, um, we had a lot of people ask me, how the heck did you get your Instagram to 13,000 followers in almost a year? You know, you have, you know, I have like 1,500 Facebook followers and 1,500 Twitter, which Twitter is really hard to get, which for a year isn't so bad. And um, 7,600 LinkedIn. And so I had them coming. Wow. To, I know, right? And I had them coming to me and saying, would you do my social media for me? And I was like, oh, no, I really don't have time for that after run the design firm. But after we got so many inquiries asking your social media, I looked at my, my wife, my Natalie, and I said, maybe there's something to this. Maybe should, we should look into this. So we have been uh, researching the social media market, and we brought aboard some very talented and very knowledgeable social media managers. And we're actually nice. going to be launching our own social media management firm uh, specifically marketed towards interior designers called That's Wingnut social i love that <laughs> oh my god design yeah. and style exclusive by the time you're hearing this this is i mean we are so excited makes so much sense you know you have to i think you have to go to what people keep asking you know you mm -hmm. you, you put yourself out there you get visible and then people start asking you about that certain thing. What is that thing they keep asking you about? It would be ridiculous not to go in that direction, right? It would be, and, I, and I've discovered over the year in some odd months of doing the interior design side, which I have a passion for, and that's not going anywhere, I love that. But I love doing social media, I love it, it's so fun. And I yeah. really enjoy, I love the marketing aspect, I love yeah. learning about it, it's just, I, I'm a nerd. I'm a yeah. math girl and a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. And I really enjoy it. So why the heck not? Oh, and another thing too, is I remember my social media and I was getting so busy with the design firm, I, I was looking for someone to outsource my social media and I couldn't find anyone who mm -hmm. could do it justice for interior design company. Mm -hmm. They would do it fine. They would do it as if I was marketing widgets or mm -hmm. you know something. Mm -hmm. It just could not grab the aesthetic. So our firm, coming from uh, interior designers, interior decorators, and having that knowledge of aesthetics, we're more prepared and equipped to tailor to individual designers for their complete social media marketing strategy. So that definitely was a void that needed to be filled. That is so exciting. We're excited. We're very excited. You should be. I can't wait. I can't wait to launch. It should be launching uh, at the end of late June. It's crazy what the, what, you know, I think when I took the leap from private banking into, to, you know, to design, um, and then it led to this, what we're doing now. I mean, it's just these twists and turns in life. You would never, I would have never thought we would be doing this, you know, yeah. <laughs> having this community of <laughs> podcast. And, person right. There was no way I'm not doing video. I'm not a podcast. What is a podcast? Who listens to podcasts? <laughs> she still <laughs> doesn't listen to podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. <laughs> I'm addicted to podcasts. I, I love them. Yes. I am too. I was like, Dixie, let's do a podcast. She's like, I don't <laughs> want to do a podcast. <laughs> So now look at her. She has blue hair. Look I, I know. I do. And it would not have happened had we not taken this journey. So it's, it's always amazing me, to me to see, talk, talking about your backstory and how it threads through, how all of the little steps along the way build up to the next one. Yes. So for me, it's, you know, all of those times I moved as a kid and as, as you know, military brat, military wife all of the, the different communities I had to learn to fit into. I learned how to talk to people. I realized that I stink at speaking. So I started doing Toastmasters. I realized I wasn't good at business. So I went to business school. 
all of those little things that at the time I was like, ah, I'm just going to do this because it seems like what I need to do. And then it just kind of adds up. And now I'm doing something that I never, ever, <laughs> ever would have dreamed of. And doing it very well. So look Thank at you. that. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, the boiling frog. It is. Right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It got hot a little bit. Is that, a mass, is that a mass thing that you guys are talking about? <laughs> frog? I have no idea what you guys are referring to. <laughs> oh, just, it's like, or that, that saying, how do you eat an elephant? Have you heard One that? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you just get, now you're comfortable. If you go outside of your comfort zone in the beginning, it scares the out of you. I don't know if I can cuss. Because I, I do swear like a sailor. Did I mention so do we. Yeah. So do we, but not, um, on, not on the... Not on the podcast. Uh, okay. Yep. So yeah, so you go out of your comfort zone, it's terribly, you know, terrifying. But once you're out of it for a little bit, that becomes your comfort zone. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's one of our things we talk about all the time is tell, we, we tell people to get uncomfortable and stay there. And it's kind of addictive at some point. It's a, yeah, it is actually. Feeling that, that anxiety and nervousness and excitement and yeah I could see that true because even like before here the before this podcast I was a little nervous and you know you guys know we talked about it mm -hmm. before we started but it is a, it's exciting and yeah. it's a little bit of an adrenaline boost so yeah, yeah I totally get that going outside well, yeah I think what when we've talked to people in our group too and it's like identify what it is first you know mm -hmm. a lot of times we think everything is fear and it stops us. Right. We think it's fear. We, st we don't do that next thing. We don't do that next thing. But then like if you actually sit and think about it and it's like, no, you were actually probably excited to hang, you know, get on and talk with us. You know what I mean? It's like, right. is it, they're so close. Right. Excitement and fear are so close, but we label things fear. We put it in the fear category, right. you know? And now I'm like, oh, I'm, I can feel this like body thing happening. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. this is actually, I'm excited. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to throw up. These are actually fun butterflies. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, right. if, you, if you really pay close attention, you can uh, really reframe that for yourself. Oh, that's like Mel, the Mel Robbins, the five second rule. Have you heard of that? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Love basically, Mel yeah, you just count down five, four, three, two, one, and you Boom. tell yourself that that adrenaline isn't nervousness, but excitement. Mm -hmm. And there was some of that that happened today too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, A little countdown. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. A little rocket launch. <laughs> over there. Yep, definitely. I love it. I love it. So, Dixie, go ahead. I was going to say, we, we've been asking people, it's, it's our newest thing and we love it because we get the best answers. Okay. Tell us, why does visibility matter? Well, first of all, visibility matters because you want your story and your vibe and who you are to already be known to your potential clients, right? And actually, I'm working on this and doing video for my website. So when clients go to my website, they can already feel just like I felt when I met you guys that I already know you. I feel right. comfortable. I would invite you into my home tomorrow to decorate my house because of course it's Dixie and Rachel and I already know them. They're like family to me. And when I, I said that, of course, you know, we just met, but it does kind of feel that way. Mm -hmm. So it's so important. And not only that, but your potential clients, you attract your tribe because I think it'll weed out some of the people who might not, might not get you and save you that kind of heartache right mm -hmm. so the people that are going to vibe with your personality that are going to like you are the ones that are going to come to you so it's win-win all around that's perfect let's just thank put you. a bow on it yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you so much darla for coming on and talking to us thank you guys it was a, a real pleasure you. 
Thank you. We I adore you guys. Adore you. We're your raving fans. Just know that. Oh yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sometimes when it comes to visibility, it's hard to know where to start, how to start, what's truly important. Maybe you've already started, but instead of getting anywhere, you just feel lost and confused. Maybe you see others making great strides, but it seems like you're getting left behind. Or maybe your once successful visibility efforts just aren't getting you the attention they used to thanks to new technology and an ever-changing industry. It's time for a change. It's time to take control, to stand up for yourself and your business. It's time to become a visibility warrior. Join us today at visibilitywarrior.com.